welcome to the pre-post film review. I'm John Asquith. And I'm Matt Stevenson. So the way things work here at pre-post is that you're going to hear two distinct periods of time within the podcast. So the first part of the podcast, John and myself are going to chat about a trailer. This episode, we're going to be talking about the uh, film It. So that part of the podcast is going to be spoiler free. We're just going to be chatting about what our impressions are, what we kind of expect the film to be like based on the trailers that we've watched. Then it's going to jump forward in time. Uh, and we're going to do a full review of the film itself once we've seen it. Uh, this part of the podcast is going to be chock full of spoilers, so don't listen to the second part until you've seen the film, uh, because you'll get everything spoiled for you, and you'll be very, very annoyed at us. Mm. Uh, so let's hear what we have to say about the trailer for It. I think the universe revolves around you. You think that you'll always be protected and cared for. Then, one day, you realize that's not true. Because when you're alone as a kid, the monsters see you as weaker. You don't even know they're getting closer. Until it's too late. So, we've just watched two trailers for the new Stephen King adaptation, It. We watched the teaser trailer and I think it's like the official trailer one or official Mm. first trailer. Yeah. Um, John, you're a big Stephen King fan. You've read the book, It. I have not. Um, I'm curious to hear, I guess, first what your experience with It is. I mean, have you, well, I'm curious to hear what your experience is in terms of the book, whether you've seen the previous TV film adaptation uh, and what your expectations are based on this new trailer that we've just watched or new trailers that we've just watched. Okay. Well, let's go through that list. Um, yeah, I am a big uh, Stephen King fan and in particular of the book It. It's, it is the... Um, uh, first Stephen King book I read, I believe, which is quite a mammoth task. It's like over yeah. a thousand pages long. Um, but my, my dad was, well, is a big Stephen King fan. Um, and so I, when I was little, I was always sort of fascinated with, uh, he'd have all these books on his bedside table, um, Stephen King books, and they'd always have, you know, creepy covers and weird descriptions on the background. So I had sort of a fascination with, with the books um, long before I was really reading properly. Um, and it, it was one that always stood out to me because it had a, this sewer drain on the front with like a red balloon coming out of it and like a, a mangled sort of claw rising up out of the drain. And then reading on the back that it was sort of about these teenagers that get terrorized. Uh, it was always really fascinating to me. Um, so that was the first one I sort of picked from my dad's Stephen King library. I mean, he had like every book basically um that was the first one i picked and i was probably mm, 13 or so when i read it um 
And uh, it was just the perfect age to relate to a lot of the stuff that happens in the story. It's sort of about being a teenager, growing up, being a bit of a nerd, a bit of a, a loser. Uh, so, um, yeah, a good friend of mine was reading the book at the same time. We sort of took a lot of the language from the book and applied it to our own little high school group because uh, we were, you know, we were sort of the misfits and the nerdy boys. Um, so it has it has quite a personal sort of connection to me uh, as a book um, but that doesn't mean I'm just going to blindly like any adaptation of it I have seen the 90s adaptation um, I think it's pretty good for the time it was I can't remember exactly but it was pretty early 90s um, and it was made for TV so they couldn't push the boundaries that much and I think considering those constraints they did a relatively good job it's pretty cheesy um, but it still hit on the, the stuff with the kids, especially is, is quite good. It still hits on that, that idea of being a bit of an outcast and growing up in a small town and, uh, where there's something a bit wrong under the surface. Um, I think it's, it's good. It doesn't hold up that well. Um, but I think for the time they did a good job. So now onto this, uh, adaptation, I think this looks really good. Um, particularly the, teaser trailer that we watched uh it's not a teaser trailer it goes for two and a half minutes so <laughs> let's just yeah. tr try not to bitch about that too much just don't call it a teaser trailer um but i i think that that does a really good job of setting up the basic premise um and giving a glimpse of some of the horrors to come uh and some of them look very effectively uh shot and um carried out uh, there's the sort of infamous opening of the book and the the miniseries, and obviously this movie where uh, Georgie, uh, the younger brother of one of the characters, is sailing his boat down the stormy street, um, and it goes down into the drain, and uh, that's the first sort of reveal of Pennywise, and that kicks off the whole story. I think that looks really well done. Um, it's a bit weird that he knocks his head. I don't know why. That that's kind of like. Funny. It made me laugh. And yeah, it's like slapstick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think everyone will will have that reaction to it. So I, I sort of hope that's not in the in the movie. Um, that feels a bit weird. But um, I like. I just like the imagery of of that scene. I think uh, gen in general, Pennywise the clown looks freaking terrifying. Um, it looks like this. They're still keeping a lot of that stuff about being an outcast, being a loser, banding together as a group of friends. Um, so I think I think it looks really good. Um, uh, as you say, though, we also watched the official first trailer. Um, you know, whatever the difference is between these, how they name them, who knows? But um, that one isn't edited as well, just as a trailer. It sort of feels a bit rushed. Uh, it doesn't doesn't build up tension as the other trailer does, um, and it makes some of the scares look a bit cheap. Mm. Um, and a bit uh, like they show too much so that that lowers my expectations a little bit um that maybe maybe this won't be sort of a mixture of a teenage drama with some horror it might be more a jump scare horror movie with a couple of sort of teenage um coming of age things thrown in uh I, i'm not sure which way it will go but i do think at least in a production sense it looks like it's executed well and um shot well and the performances i think are going to be 
pretty good. Looks like they they got a good cast of kids there. So um, overall, my expectations are uh, pretty high, I would say, and I'm really looking forward to to checking this out. Um, so that's my sort of long-winded explanation of my relationship with it. Um, what are your thoughts, Matt, having not read the book and just seeing this um, seeing this trailer? Have you seen the miniseries? No, well? this is, I have, like, zero relationship okay. with this property at all. I Like, having hearing you talk about the opening, the infamous opening, I had no idea that's how it opened, <laughs> you know? Like, I, oh, okay. I'm going in right. completely blind, Yeah, um, which I think is potentially a good thing you know I have no idea what to mm, expect other than sure. the, the iconic images of from the 90s you're my guess of like Tim Roth as the yeah the Tim weird, Curry Tim Curry sorry as the uh, creepy creepy clown creepy clown yes. boy Though, yeah. uh, right off the bat I guess the only one thing I did uh, notice is that Pennywise in this version looks very young I don't know if I like that like he does, he, yes. he looks like yeah. a kid in clown makeup, and yeah. Uh, well, I, I don't know if that's maybe that's part of the book. I don't know, but I feel like that's, nope. there's something about that that's less scary than like a predatory man as a clown. Mm. Even though he does yeah, look very creepy, I agree the design is very good, but I I, mm. I find it odd that they cast someone so young as Pennywise. Um. Anyway, having said that, I think this looks really good. <laughs> Um, and I 100% agree with you about the first trailer looking much better than the second. Um, I feel like this, we um, talk about this a lot in terms of big or big-ish budget horror films not ever being made. And this looks like a big budget yes. horror film, which is so rare. I mean, we keep saying it's rare, but I feel like we talk about like every <laughs> few episodes because that is one to talk about. But it's rare in comparison to other genres, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, um, and this looks like well made well shot it looks like the production mm. design looks amazing like the, the mm. old like decrepit house and things yeah looks great um, mm. so that makes me very excited uh, I think there's kind of like a little bit of 80s nostalgia fatigue for me like there's there's shots of the kids riding up the street on their bikes, which is, like, straight out of Stranger Things, which is straight out of E.T. And I know Stranger Things is a mm. bad example because that is just ripping off things like this, and it's it's mm. probably unfair because it is... It's bad timing. Yeah. Exactly, because it is set then legitimately and was published well before this nostalgic craze uh, sort of swept through prestige TV and film. Um, but like you said, there's a, about timing. Yeah. an in- interesting point on that, Matt, is um, that the book is set in the... F- the kids are teenagers in the 50s. And interesting. then they, they come back as adults in the 80s. Um, and this has come forward. You know, this is our... I don't know if we've said this on the podcast, but we've talked about it privately, that the 80s is the new 50s, right? The 80s is the nostalgic mm. time that everyone looks back on now. This has come forward to that shift. So the kids are teenagers in the eighties and they come back. Oh, John, now see, now you're making me like it less. Like I would have <laughs> much preferred that. Imagine how cool that would be if it was like the kids in the fifties and the adults in the eighties. Mm. Oh, that's, that makes me a little bit sad, but you know, I guess it's a, pro- I mean, it's not betraying the, the concept. It still of the works. Book. Exactly. Yeah. And it just happens to be tapping into the, 
zeitgeist. Everyone loves the mm. fucking 80s nostalgia trip mm. at the moment. Um, so that would be one minor criticism. Um, but other than that, I think it looks great. Uh, the only thing I would say is to echo what you said about the second trailer, it makes me a little bit concerned that some of the scares aren't as elegant as the first trailer yeah. sort of suggests yeah. that they could be. And you're right, the, the second trailer feels very choppy and it doesn't build suspense. I mean, it tries to build build suspense superficially by using, like, the repetition of that you'll float to line, like, building mm. to some sort of intense mm. climax, but it doesn't really work. It's all surface and it... You're right. It just sort of like kills the scares by over exposing the yeah creepy quote unquote creepy aspect of it. Whereas mm-hmm. the first one was much more restrained. I'm hoping the film is more like the first trailer than the second trailer. Yeah, um, but I don't know. I think my expectations are quite high for this. Even if it's even if it is like the second trailer and doesn't execute the scares that well, and even if it is a bit '80s nostalgia esque. I think the the level of production design and the look mm. and feel of it will be enough for me to enjoy this. Yeah, like some I of the imagery agree. looks amazing. In, yeah, in this, like the, the creepy hands coming around the door and this weird, like, glowing-eyed figure behind the plastic sheets and like, yeah, yeah. looks amazing. Really, really mm. amazing. Um, mm. so even just on a superficial level, I'm really looking forward to just you know, experiencing the visuals of this film. I think it looks great. Yeah. No, I I totally agree. And I I think this probably goes back to something we bring up a lot that, I mean, haven't seen the movie yet, obviously, but it feels like it's coming from an honest place where they Mm. really like the source material and they're trying to do it justice. And so they've put effort into these details and it's not just a cynical sort of cash grab or something like that. Um, I hope that's true. turns out to be true. (laughs) If you will come with me, you'll float too. George. I saw something. A clown. Yeah, I saw him too. You'll float too. What happens when another Georgie goes missing? Or one of us? Are you just gonna pretend it isn't happening like everyone else in this town? Stick together. We'll win. Okay, John. Uh, we are here in the sewer with our little <laughs> red balloon. Uh, we've yep. just seen it. We we're pretty high on it from the trailer. Um, looked like the, a nice sort of counterpoint to The Dark Tower, which we both didn't like. This looked like it could have been a mm. good Stephen King adaptation. Um, so I'm very curious, given that you're a big fan of the book, did this uh, hold up for you? And was it better than The Dark Tower adaptation that we just watched? <laughs> uh, well, I'll I'll just jump straight in and say, yeah, it is better than The Dark Tower, <laughs> definitely. But it wasn't very high, was it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think anyone could argue with that. Um, uh, And I think uh, I really enjoyed this movie. I liked it quite a lot. I thought this was a a very solid adaptation of the book. I think uh, it 
is a little by the numbers at times and um, it doesn't necessarily do too much that's new or interesting but yeah as I say solid is probably the word I would you know most used to describe this movie I think it, it hits all the beats that it needs to it's got some interesting creepy stuff uh, the the relationship between the kids is probably the highlight um, and as it is in the book uh, I would say um, and they really really nail that that's definitely the strongest aspect of the movie I think is their friendship and their banter and um, how they sort of come together uh, I really really liked all of that stuff um, I think it does a, a weirdly it does an interesting uh, job with the scares, but it doesn't do a scary job. <laughs> I wasn't scared watching this movie, Matt. Uh, mm. So I was a little disappointed about that. I think probably the scariest scene is the, o- the f- opening scene with Georgie in the sewer. Um, and even that, that tension builds to a certain point and then it shows some fangs and CGI face and... And from then on, every time you kind of see Pennywise in some form, it doesn't, it, it never really builds to a scare. He's just there and he jumps out or he, um, yeah, appears in, in some form. Or And I and so w- when I say interesting, I love the design. I really like the design of all his, his different incarnations and the house, the haunted house um, and uh, like the stuff in the sewer, it all looked really cool and was very inventive, but it was almost like an adventure or a fantasy movie where you just see it and it's just there and and you take it in. It never built up or kept things in the shadows much. So uh, I never really felt scared, but that that wasn't too much of a detriment to me because the kid stuff was so strong. and I, and I, re- I also really, really liked the cinematography in general. I thought this was really, really well shot and had, had felt uh, very uh, 80s without being too sycophantic like maybe Stranger Things could be at times. I think this felt a little more honest to me than something like Stranger Things. Even though I like that show, I just don't love it as much as some people. Um, so, yeah, without going into too many more specifics, I'm, I'm generally, yeah, really positive. I came out really high from it um, because I love the book so much. And so just seeing it well done, I was like, that was amazing. And I think in the weeks since I've come down a little bit, but um, overall still very, very positive. Um, yeah, so I'm curious, really curious to hear what you think, Matt, because you don't have that attachment, uh, which I have, and I no. sort of gave it probably some leeway because of that. Um, Yeah, I think that is the perfect way of sort of describing how we're going to differ a little bit. Because we're kind of pretty much on the same page. I would say overall I liked this film. And like you, I enjoyed it quite a bit while I was watching it, but I think it's sort of uh, lessened the further I've gotten away from it. Um, Though I still think it's a decent film, like it's good. Uh, But I Mm. think perhaps the, the, like, nostalgic... Uh, appreciate or just the your love for the the source material perhaps held it up a little bit higher for you I'd probably put it like a peg down to begin with yeah. and then it's kind of you know deteriorated a little bit from that but having said that like it was just it was a fun 
you know, two hours in the cinema. I enjoyed my time. It is a really fun movie. As, as dark as it is. Um, I think that's a great word. It's like a, it's like a a ride, like a, as I say, an adventure almost. And you're exactly right about the, the scares. Like they're, they're not super inventive in any way or there's no build to them, but they're kind of just schlocky fun. Like, like at the beginning Mm. when little Georgie or whatever gets bitten or whatever for the first time and it just tears his bloody arm off and it's just and it just shows yeah, you I yeah. was that I knew I was like at least gonna have fun with the film when that happened at the very beginning because usually that sort of yeah. stuff you know it doesn't you don't mutilate a child in that obvious yeah. way um uh, and yeah like I think that that's kind of representative of how it deals with the horror throughout the whole thing which I am actually curious um perhaps we can delve into this a little bit later, later but is that representative of the way the horror is in the book as well? Because of the little Stephen King that I've read, I feel like that's quite sort of accurate. Like the the books that I read haven't been very scary. They're more almost kind of like fun scary. Mm. Um, but yeah. maybe that's just yeah, the few that, that I've read. I don't know if, if the, the book version of it is the same. Is that got a similar sense of I think, horror, the horror? Uh, yeah, pre- pretty much. Yeah, I think that the book is a little creepier because you've got more time with the characters and more they don't just have one encounter one set piece encounter they have Mm. lots of little subtle ones as well and those little ones are are creepy and it goes into the history of the town and all the weird stuff and yeah so it builds this aura of of creepiness a bit better than the movie just didn't have time to do which i felt watching it i feel like the the parts that i liked best were the creepy like world building of the town you know, there's sort of like, I wish there was more of that because there's only a couple of hints mm. of it throughout. Um, and actually, just to get specific for a second, my favourite moment in the whole film was uh, when one of the boys is at the library and he's like researching the the, the history of the town and then it, it, he starts flipping the pages and it's the same photo of the like, mm. the, I can't remember what the photo is, but there's something up in the tree and it's just getting it's like... like a tree, yeah. um, Closer and closer and closer. I mean, I think that the end photo when he reveals that the child's head is a bit... Like, it looks too clear. You know, it's like, it's a nitpick. You know, it yeah, should be, like, yeah, a bit yeah. more blurry. would have been <laughs> creepier. But that, that's yeah. beside the point. The whole thing is creepy. But the best part of it is, like, out of focus in the background is the librarian woman just staring, like, standing really weirdly and just staring at the boy as he was doing I it. didn't even notice it that. It was fucking really creepy. Cool. Yeah, it was so creepy. Yeah. And then... It, well, after it sort of reveals and it, it cuts back and the background is in focus, she's moved and she's just yeah. like sitting down the at the desk again. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was, I thought that was the most effective moment and the creepiest moment in the whole film. Um, mm. But yeah, I, I wish there was more of that because like you said, the other stuff, it, it does feel like you said, it's very specific. Each kid gets like their one scare moment and then they sort of all go to the house and I kind of, like, mm. never really understood the kind of logic or the mechanics of how this it, this creature, was working or what was mm. going on with the town. And maybe that is going to be explained in the part two or whatever, chapter two. Mm. Um, but I didn't sort of get... I mean, it was meant to be that he was, hunted, like, sort of feeding on all children, but then these ones were sort of the only ones that seemed to be seeing things, really. Um, and, like, was he... F- literally eating them or was he feeding off their fear and then why was their f- kids floating in the air at the end like that but I had no idea what was going on there um, yeah, it was all yeah. very weird um, and not necessarily yeah. in a weird like 
cosmic-y, spooky way. Mm. It felt... Mm. The rest of the film was so literal that when things like that happened, I was just like, what? You know, it was sort of took me out a little bit. Um, yeah. But yeah, anyway, in general, if you sort of ignore all of that sort of stuff and just go like go along with the ride, mate, you know, often hate it when people sort of say that, turn your brain off. I'm not saying turn your brain off, but, you know, if you're just willing to not analyse some of the, the plot holes or mm. plot mechanics, I think it's a fun, like you said, very well shot. It looks beautiful. Um, very yeah. fun biggish budget which we always sort of uh lament yes. that there's not more of uh biggish budget horror film yeah. um mm. yeah very much and i agree very much in the vein of stranger things but perhaps like you said a little bit less latched on to the 80s nostalgia though there are a yeah. couple of moments in there that are maybe hammer that a little hard but yeah yeah um, there's de- there definitely are but um yeah, sorry. Did you have more? No, that's that's pretty much overall what I felt. But I'm curious specifically what you thought of Pennywise and the what's the Sarsgaard, yeah. the young actor yeah. who they chose to play him. Did you think it was yeah, an effective I think he, performance? Yeah, I think he did a freaking awesome job. He was so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, all the subtle uh, things that he would do with his face, minus when they put effects on top, but he'd have this boyish grin and then this deadpan stare and then like often i guess because he was getting hungry he'd have this slobber (laughs) drool coming down it was so creepy um and occasionally he'd have like a weird twitch you know like the this evil presence within is just waiting to burst out but he has to take his time and and stuff like that um yeah I i think he was fantastic and and that's where I, I do wish that they had a little more of, of build up and, and keeping him in the shadows because mm. just him talking and half seeing his face in that opening is very creepy and effective. Um, and they sort of push him out very quickly into clown, being a clown um, mm. and being a bit bit almost goofy at times. Mm. Um, and that, that stuff never works just for me on a personal level. I mean, I know it's like a psychotic clown thing, but... It just it gets a bit too um, kid-ish or something, like mm. a, a kid's horror movie when he's, like, laughing and, you know, there's this one scene where he, like, the wall bursts down and he's, like, doing a little dance yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And it's, just, it's weird. The image of it is very weird and unsettling. I can see what they were going for. But it just I prefer when he's talking mm. and hiding and doing his little you know, more subtle things. Um, anyway, that's my, I guess, roundabout way of, yeah, saying that I think he was he was fantastic. It was more some of the directing choices around him that I wish were played down. Um, but his his performance was, was great. Yeah. Did, did you yeah, I would agree with that, that as well? I was sort of surprised at how cartoonishly clowny he got at moments. Um, yeah. But I, I did like just the... I like the drool. And I like the way, like, one of his eyes would kind of just, like, drift. Oh, <laughs> so good. So weird. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, so that yeah, was, that and was I, I thought odd. that was um, CG because sometimes they do enhance the colour of his eyes mm. so it looks fake. But um, I saw some interview where he says he has a lazy eye and if he just kind of relaxes it, it just starts to really? drift off to the side. I assumed there was CG so that as well. Was That's real amazing. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so um, cool. And I love that because it, it made you feel like this is a, a mask. This is a fake mm. humanoid face that he's wearing, you know, and it, it, 
I, I liked that that aspect to his performance. As I said, that you could sense there was something within that 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 was far more evil than just a clown. You right. know? Yeah. Um, you also mentioned that the interactions between the children were one of your favourite parts. Um, mm. I did like most of it, but I did think the the kid from Stranger Things, who in this is sort of cast mm. as like the comic relief that's always wisecracking yeah. and making dirty jokes, um, didn't work that well for me. I found like most of his stuff didn't get a laugh or it kind of just felt a bit forced. There was a couple of lines that sort of were funny, um, but maybe maybe it's a hangover from seeing him as the like innocent one from Stranger Things. It was hard for me to switch him into the different character in this, but um, mm. I'm curious if that specifically his character worked for you given that you you like the rest of them yeah he uh, it did work for me his um that's obviously his character in the book is is the wise cracking right. comic relief um yeah i thought he was actually one of my favorites when i first came out of the film um i was speaking about that um to my wife after we saw it that he was one of the best performances i think i really i and i've laughed at almost everything right he said <laughs> um so it worked for it worked for me him and um eddie the hypochondriac kid oh thought, yeah uh he he had such a really good sort of he was pretty funny i liked that performance yeah, as well I liked him. yeah yeah um i thought they were all quite good i think um uh, Bill as the lead, you know, he he's pe- perhaps the most kind of straight-laced character. Um, he has a stutter, but um, he did a good job as, as sort of the leader of the group. Um, mm-hmm. a- another huge highlight is um, Bev. Uh, I can't remember the, the actor's name, but um, she, she has to deal with some really dramatic stuff with her dad and... Um, getting picked on at school as well and and also sort of having the confidence and being a bit of a tomboy and hanging out with the guys and I thought they handled that really well and her performance was was really strong. I can see her going on to being like quite a quite a um, big superstar. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think she was the best out of them. Uh, yeah, I didn't have a problem with yeah. any of the other performances. It was just specifically the comic timing or com- the the just the nature of his dialogue didn't work. Having said that, though, I did like the fact that most of their dialogue was quite sweary and, like, it felt... Yes. ...the way, like, true to the way kids of that age would talk without adults around. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, it felt... It felt... When it when they weren't, obviously, having to deal with the horror side, when they when it was just them hanging out and stuff, it felt pretty natural, which is a hard, hard thing to do. So, I'm also curious if this was just something they didn't have time for, but, or, but the, the stuff that I liked about the townsfolk being weird and this kind of, like, undercurrent of evilness within the town. Um, mm. Maybe, like I said, maybe this is going to be explored in the in the sequel, which, actually, just quick side note, I hated that to be continued in Chapter 2 or whatever at the end of the film. That made me so yeah. angry. <laughs> it's just, like, such a, a cheap... I don't know. It's like, I wish they just left it as one film and then you have a second. I don't know. It just mm. feels like what we often complain about, about just see how one goes before you yeah. sign up for it. I know the book is in two parts and it makes sense to do two. And that was always sort of part of the plan. But I don't know. Just the way it was kind of like this stinger surprise at the end just annoyed me. Anyway, mm. um, <laughs> my original uh, question is... The, the the evil sense of the town or the the is it explained in the book or will it be explained i suppose 
why some of the townsfolk are weirdos, like, or seem to be in on... Is it just the town is, just the town is evil, or is there more to it than that? Because I didn't quite get mm. why some of them seemed almost complicit, or, mm. like, the mm. creepy like, library librarian lady, which I loved, but logically yeah. didn't quite know how it all fit together. Yeah, I think the movie doesn't quite get it across, and it's hard. It is in the books, uh, and uh, in the book, and the book is massive and obviously has time to go into stuff like that. Mm. Um, yeah, so the the idea is that, yeah, um, Pennywise has a an effect on the whole town, mm-hmm. and he's been there since before it was colonised, basically. Yeah. And... The adults don't realise it. It, they, it all feels normal at first, um, but the more you look, the more messed up it is. And there is sort of a malaise on the adults that they let things happen and they don't worry as much as they should about how many kids go missing and, and things like that. Um, right. Yeah, and there's lots of so creepos and yeah. stuff. It's just kind of like the, the evilness seeping into them, I guess, because they've been there for so long or whatever. That Yeah. yeah. Because uh, there yeah. is also that scene where I think one of the bullies is doing something horrific on the bridge and the car sort of drives mm. past and they just like, mm. the kid's calling out for help and the, the adults just look and then just keep driving. Um, yeah, exactly. I thought that yeah. was great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's cool. It, it, I, I like that. And I think in the book, it, it's it really speaks to the theme of being a teenager and having your group of friends and feeling like you're the only ones that... Mm. really understand what you're going through and that the the adults don't don't get you you know that whole sort of teenage idea and it's sort of almost literal in, mm. in the town of Derry so yeah it doesn't quite come across in the movie um, but they've got enough there you know to sort of hint that there's something weird about the adults in the town at least yeah yeah, true. I will say it, it doesn't work. It didn't work for me at all in the movie. One of the scenes I really didn't like actually was when uh, Bill is in the garage with his dad and he's like, I got these tunnels in. I can find I totally them. agree. And, and the dad just instantly is like, he's dead. Shut up. Clean up this shit. It, it just felt way too much too soon. Yeah. And you didn't get any sense of their relationship or that the dad was ups- even upset, really. Completely um, agree. Yeah, just, it just felt off. That scene felt really it's off. It's very strange. And it makes his performance seem terrible, the dad. I mean, maybe because it yeah. feels so out of context or something. I don't know. Or maybe yeah. it's meant to be like the, they were going for something weird, but it like did, it doesn't work. You're so right. It's such a weird yeah. scene. Yeah. It does yeah. not fit. And so early, too. Yeah. I, I was a bit worried at that point. I was like, well, I hope it's not all like this. Yeah. So, are you... Are you excited for chapter two now that we've seen chapter one? Yeah, I am. I am. I think um, if it's as solid as this adaptation, um, they'll make a really good little pair of movies together. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited. I, I'm curious uh, because less stuff kind of happens in the adult storyline, so there's more for them to fill in. And I don't know whether that's good or bad. Uh, whether the the instincts in this movie that we didn't like as much, like some of the scares and um, things like that, whether they'll be enhanced or lessened in the next movie, um, and whether they'll sort of take some of the feedback from from what people are saying. Because I think there is a general consensus that it's not really 
it's good, but it's not really scary. Mm. Um, and I wonder whether they'll sort of tweak a couple of of ideas and techniques in this in the uh, well. I guess you call it a sequel, part two. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I am excited, and I and I, I I do think like I know that you didn't like the title at the end, um, but I I like that they still just made this, and there was no green light for the sequel. You know, they had mm. a, an outline, and they'd sort of been working on the script, but it wasn't a sure thing at all. And they waited to see the huge box office numbers, and then it was sort of a go ahead. Mm. Um, so I would, in my sort of, uh, you know, the leeway that I'm giving to the movie, I would see that as they were optimistic at the end. They weren't trying to shove it down your throat, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> True. That would have been very, I guess it would be pretty awkward if this bombed and then they didn't make it. Yeah, two. super <laughs> awkward. Yeah. There's just one chapter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, are you looking forward to uh, part two? Yeah, I think so. Like... I had, given the amount of fun that I had with this film, I'd gladly mm. see a second part. Um, yep. I'm curious. I mean, like I said, I'd, I hope that they would flesh out more of just that weirdness about the town, given that that was my favourite sort of aspect of this yeah. film. Um, so They'll have more time to. So yeah. That, yeah, fingers crossed. From what you're saying, that gives me, you know, I'm optimistic about that. It gives me some hope. Um, but yeah, if it, I, I imagine it will be a similar kind of just fun gory thrill mm. ride and you know mm-hmm. i'm up for that especially if it looks as good as this one did it's good yeah fun couple of hours in the cinema yeah absolutely um and you touched on this earlier but the fact that it's uh you know had a, a quite a high budget and it's been received very well and doing well i think that's, that's good for the industry and good for sort of hollywood horror because um we might get more stuff like this um, and, you know, studios might take a chance on something like, uh, you know, Guillermo del Toro f- f- was trying very hard to make a um, Lovecraft mm. movie um, and he just kept, kept getting turned down because he needed quite a big budget for it and now it, this might open the door for exciting projects like that. So oh, man, I, I think so. that's a, a good outcome. Yeah, I, I really hope that he tries again now um, yeah. because, yeah, that, that would be awesome. Um and before we sort of wrap up, um, I think it's worth mentioning that there's, I don't know if you've seen this, Matt, but there's a uh, short kind of YouTube series that talks about the differences between the Kari Fukunaga script and this movie. Um, and it's really interesting to hear the differences. Um, I think we touched upon this in the trailer thoughts, but Kari Fukunaga, who directed all of first season True Detective, was... Uh, attached to this to write and direct and he wrote a few drafts of the script and was very much involved um i didn't know but for four years he worked on pre-production for this and then got the can which sucks um but his take was much more in the vein of something like the shining where almost ignoring a lot of the source material and just taking what you like and then turning it into your own Mm. sort of artistic horror sort of film um and of course we don't know how that would have turned out but um yeah i would recommend people watch that uh, i can't remember what it's called but if you just type in um, it's um it's on our pre-post twitter account actually i tweeted that oh, out a couple of days ago yeah yeah just check out the twitter there you then. go 
Um, did you get a chance to watch I it? I did, now? yes. Um, oh, cool. It's fascinating, okay. yeah. Really, really interesting Yeah, really, stuff. really fascinating. Yeah. Um, and so, does make me sad that we'll never get to see that version of the film. Yeah, same. Yeah. Um, so, overall, both positive, much better than The Dark yeah. Tower, fun time in the cinema. Heck yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. And both looking forward to part two, sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, for anyone listening... You've spoiled yourself, but if you haven't seen it, um, <laughs> go and check it out. It could almost recommend this to most people, I think, because it's not, it, it's graphic at times, but it's not, as we say, it's not really unsettling or scary, and it, it is more of a sort of fun horror experience. So, mm. yeah. Um, and I guess that's why it's, it's doing so well at the box yeah, office. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, excited for part two. Thanks for listening to the pre-post film review. Uh, we'd love to hear what you guys thought of it. Did you like it like John and myself did? Or were you underwhelmed? Um, let us know. You can email us at prepostfilmreview at gmail.com. We try to reply to all our emails. So, um, yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, send us a message. Yeah, please do. You can send us a little poem too, like uh, Ben sends to Bev. Uh, <laughs> That would be lovely. Um, you can also give us a like on Facebook if you want to. That would be great. Uh, you can find us on Twitter as well, at prepostfr. And, uh, yeah, if you go there, you can see the videos we were talking about. Or we might cut that, and then therefore you cut this line as well. <laughs> um, we're also uh, on iTunes and Stitcher and all, all your favourite podcast servers, so um, if you can give us a subscribe there, uh, and particularly on iTunes if you want to write a little review for the show, that would be much appreciated. So thanks in advance. Thank you. Um, we're also on Letterboxd. You can find links yeah. in the show notes to our accounts to check out what we've been watching outside of the pod. Um and join us next episode when we're going to be talking about the sequel to Blade Runner, Blade Runner 2049, yep. directed by our old mate, Dennis Villeneuve. Yes. Villeneuve. <laughs> Good pronunciation. Thanks. Had a lot of practice. <laughs> This new director came in, I'm forgetting his name, but he has directed Mother? Mama, was it called? That Yeah, Mama. Uh, right. Mama, yeah. Which I haven't seen. Did you see that? I have it's actually. Great. It's not very good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean it's okay, it's not horrible, but Yeah. Oh um, well, actually apparently it is. I gave it one and a half stars. <laughs> <laughs> Shows how good my memory is. Yeah. <laughs>